Welcome to the podcast. My name is Dr. Stuart Squires. I'm an associate director of the Center for Faith and Culture and associate professor of theology at the University of St. Thomas in Houston. The Center for Faith and Culture, celebrating 25 years, brings the Catholic voice to the ongoing conversation about the meaning of life and the liberty and pursuit of happiness we hold in common as Americans. The Center seeks to understand and impact in a meaningful way the relationship between and among the many facets of the American way of life in relation to God's ongoing loving encounter with humanity. Today's guest is Kyle Smith. Kyle is the president of the Houston chapter of YCP. Uh, that's the Young Catholic Professionals. First of all, thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. Let's. Uh, I want to. I want to get to talking about uh, the founding and the mission of of Young Catholic Professionals, and just talk in general about the challenges of what it means to be a Catholic in the professional world today. Uh, but before we get to that, why don't we just start with some of your background? Tell us about your your Catholic upbringing. What did that look like in in the home? Yeah, I'm a, a transplant to Texas. I'm originally from Rochester, New York, which is upstate in the western part of the state, and. One of six kids, um, the second second oldest uh, of that group. We all start with the letter K. My parents are now <laughs> maybe regretting that a little bit, mm. uh, the confusion surrounding that, but mm. really grateful to, to grow up in a big family. I mean, that was um, just never a dull moment when you have siblings uh, to keep you occupied. But I'm a cradle Catholic, um, and since third grade, my parents uh, did send me to Catholic school, so went to St. Elizabeth Ann Seton for elementary school, Siena Catholic Academy for middle school, and then McQuaid Jesuit High School um, for those years, and really, really formative years, um, and just, I always do say that the greatest gift my parents gave me was a Catholic education, mm. to have that experience and have that time of formation, um, to just growing my faith. And I think most deeply for me, it was in high school, learning about Ignatian spirituality and experiencing, um, you know, higher level theology classes. And I think that's when I really um, committed to my faith. I've had a lot of friends who, who've gone to uh, Jesuit high schools and then even universities. I have a lot of friends who went to Georgetown and they, and you just echoed a lot of what they said, um, specifically about Ignatian spirituality. Uh, I did not go to any um, uh, Jesuit schools, so I'm always looking at that spirituality from the outside. Uh, so um, how did Ignatian spirituality or just Catholic education in general form you? For me, for the Ignatian spirituality really was a draw, and so much of what Ignatius stresses is is finding God in all things, and that really struck me um, that there's there's ways to pray, to engage your faith, to have an encounter with Christ that extend beyond the Mass um, and the sacraments. Even um, I, I love sports, I love athletics, and I think. Ignatian spirituality says God can be found in those things. Those are those are moments to develop virtue, to grow in character, and then uh, and then even to pray. Like I, I love to run. Um, sometimes those runs um, involve listening to music, but other times they involve you know headphones out, and that's you can let your thoughts drift, or you can sometimes pray. And I think for me, that's just how I util- utilize that time sometimes. Mm. So. That way of thinking, that way of viewing the world where it's really an integration of of your faith in all aspects of your life, that really um, impacted me. 
So that was in the the school. Um, Tell us about the home life. You had a big family. Um, I'm assuming you prayed uh, before meals. Did you do other things, other ways of integrating the Catholic identity into the the rhythms of the family life? Yeah, so much of that was modeled by my parents. So Gary and Kathy are my parents. And um, I, I think both of them just embodied what it meant to to live your faith and um, do that at home and at work and in other aspects of life. So my dad would always really, really emphasize, hey, we're having dinner as a family. We're going to, all my siblings, all of us involved with extracurriculars and athletics in particular, but having early dinner so that we could um, still be together and, and meet our obligations for practices, et cetera. Um, and then praying before meals, like you said, and, and attending mass on Sundays as a family really, really emphasized um, in, in, in our household. I'm sure that, um, well, now you obviously recognize the importance of eating together as a family, and that's deeply Catholic. Um, I'm wondering if when you were a kid, did you recognize that as, as centrally important? And did you see maybe other friends of yours whose families didn't emphasize that, and then how your family was different from those other families? I, I think times have changed, but I think we were lucky to grow up in a neighborhood where um, I, I remember our immediate adja- immediate adjacent neighbors um, shared those same values, some of them not Catholic, but just a really family-centric um, neighborhood. But at school, yeah, I did know some, some kids where that wasn't the case, where maybe they were sometimes eating on their own or um, the, the entire family. It wasn't as emphasized in, in that case. And I think that is something special about um emphasizing that and really placing value on no technology, no um, distractions, and just time to share in conversation. Sometimes my dad would have to pry out of us, how how was your day? (laughs) Mm -hmm. What did you do? And and you reach those years, right, where where you're somewhat reluctant to answer. One word answers. Yeah, and engage (laughs) in those conversations. But, you know, I'm thinking about as I prepare to uh, you know, potentially, hopefully be a parent one day, something that I absolutely want to invest, be really um, intentional about, because there's something about um, even sitting in silence, and it's the gift of time, right, I think is something that makes those moments um, over over a meal really special. Um, so that's the, the family life, where you... Um I mean, obviously you went to Mass every Sunday, but what about other aspects of uh, the parish life? Were you a, an altar server? Did you get deeply involved in um, youth youth ministry or youth group in some way? The altar serving was a big thing for me. Um, youth youth uh, ministry, not, not so much, mm-hmm. um, but regularly on Sundays with Father O'Connor. Uh, he was our, uh, uh, you know, parish priest at the time, and um, just committing time to that also being an important aspect of, of, you know, my, my childhood and growing up and remembering, um, you know, serving a mass and at funerals and just that, um, interaction with, with, um, with a clergy member Mm -hmm. where you're, they're modeling, um, what it means to, to have that vocation and answering questions about the faith. Uh, I, I remember having those conversations 
um, in particular with Father O'Connor. And then uh, as I got into high school, um, some of the Jesuit priests um, who are always, I think, willing to engage in dialogue because that's <laughs> the Ignatian, much of the Ignatian way is, sure. is challenging your faith, um, engaging in those difficult conversations because in doing so, you deepen your faith. Um, in those high school years, when you're having those conversations with, with Jesuit priests, oftentimes people during that time period has some sort of existential or, or a religious crisis, uh, just because of the teenage years, you're starting to think on your own and you're not just receiving whatever it is that your parents hand on to you. Is that something that you either had personally or you saw happening in friends, uh, your friends around you? I can't say that I had a, a year or so or, or a time in my life where I really drifted away from the faith, maybe certainly got, got lax. Um, I'm trying to think when that would be for me, maybe in the early high school years, freshman, sophomore year. I mean, there's just a huge transition as you go from middle school to high school, as you're thinking about where do you fit in in the, um, in the culture of a school and academically and athletically. But certainly as, as um, you know, time goes on you you do see um friends or peers who who don't stick with it who don't um engage continue to engage in their faith and i i don't know what those reasons could be mm-hmm. i'm you know, friends with friends with many um friends from high school um and college even um can speak to that maybe later but sure. um still finding opportunities in that to um I think the culture of Catholic education was really, really important mm-hmm. in allowing me to continually engage with my faith. Um, and maybe that is a conversation we could have. I, I, why do, why do individuals who do attend Catholic schools end mm-hmm. up drifting away from yeah. their faith? I don't know why that is because I look back and I, I, I'm so grateful for that because those were moments where I absolutely tangibly deepened my faith, mm-hmm. but others have a different experience. Right. Yeah. You'd mentioned earlier, um, you brought together two things, the, the, the Jesuit idea of finding God in all things, and one of the things that you had mentioned was sports. Uh, I'd like to go a little deeper on that. Um, I'm sure you may even know that about a year or two ago, the Vatican uh, itself put out a document on the sort of uh, importance, but also some things that we need to ha- be careful about in terms of sports, uh, certainly in the American culture. Uh, when you're growing up, sports is, is integral to a lot of people. Um what was your experience with sports growing up and specifically pairing it with that Jesuit Ignatian idea of, of finding God in all things? How did you find God? I mean, you mentioned uh, running a bit earlier, but if we can go a little bit deeper on that, what, how did you bring those two th- two things together? Yeah, I just loved sports growing up. I, I continue to, to love sports. I coach now. Um, the playing days are along behind me, but I, I, I grew up playing baseball, soccer, basketball primarily, and I just think in sports culture, in our Catholic sports culture, there is so much opportunity to cultivate virtue and character. Um, you're you're with peers and uh, working toward a common goal. You are continually challenged to grow um, by your coaches and on the um, on the court or the field in that athletic endeavor, um, striving toward a goal. I think that's something that extends beyond the boundaries of a sport and into life. I think many people who have experienced sports would echo those sentiments that there's, there's something unique about um, that arena that challenge that 
encourages an individual to grow physically um, and spiritually and mentally and all of those things mind body and spirit being really important for the growth of an individual um, in holiness as well Mm -hmm. Um, there's an organization at the university of notre dame my alma mater called play like a champion today and much of what they emphasize is finding these opportunities, especially for coaches and and leaders in athletics, to cultivate character, to set aside time to have conversations with their athletes about virtue Mm -hmm. and how they see it um, being brought to life in whatever their particular sport is. So I think a lot of really positive um, avenues and organizations that do emphasize this. And in Ignatian, um, saying, uh, AMDG, ad maiorum dei gloriam, for the greater glory of God, I think that also being a, an opportunity to live that out in the way that you, sportsmanship, right, in the way that you engage uh, in the competition and with competitors, just, I think there's just so much in athletics that translates to our Catholic life. You just mentioned that you went to Notre Dame, obviously um, one of the flagships of Catholic higher education. When you were a senior in high school and looking into which college you wanted to go to, uh, did did the Catholic identity of the schools you were looking at, was that important to you? And if so, why? 100%. And I attribute that to my dad um, as we were thinking about, you know, what's next. And again, my parents sent me to Catholic school since the third grade and my dad especially and my mom but but certainly my dad really emphasized hey the next step i want for you is to attend a catholic university and um maybe to the point where he said i will not financially help you if you uh <laughs> if you attend anywhere else all and right. but in all of our visits it that never i i just identified so much with um the missions of these schools as mm-hmm. we as we you know jumped in the car my dad and I drove hundreds of miles around um the country as we were visiting schools and thinking about where do I fit in where um is this next step appropriate and when you step on uh the campus of a catholic school you do sense something different and unique and yeah I was fortunate to have the opportunity I think junior year of high school to visit the University of Notre Dame and um, go to a spring football game and just something was really special about the place and the campus and the people and knew that that's where I, I wanted to attempt to go uh, and ultimately was was grateful to have that opportunity. Um, I'm sure we could we could spend an entire episode just on your experience at Notre Dame and the, the Catholic identity uh, you absorbed there. Um, but I, I want to jump ahead, though, to um, uh, to talk about the Young Catholic Professionals Organization. Uh, first of all, uh, tell us about um, the, the founding of the, um, the organization and what is its mission? So Young Catholic Professionals is a national nonprofit that was founded in Dallas. Um, I want to say it was founded... For, I don't want to butcher the year, so I'm not gonna gonna mention it here. But founded by a woman named Jennifer Baugh, who graduated school and really identified a need in our church for this bridge um, post college as you enter the professional world between college and for many people settling down into and starting families. Um, 
but the challenge of living your faith in the workplace and started it in Dallas and um, ultimately started to grow city by city, uh, first here in in Texas. Um, Obviously, the Houston chapter um, started, I think we were the third or fourth chapter to begin after Fort Worth, uh, Dallas, San Antonio, and Houston. We were the first four. And now it's more than 20 nationwide chapters. And endorsements by bishops across the country who also have this this idea has resonated with them because in their in their own diocese they're seeing this missing link people leave school where they maybe have had a a support system or an outlet and a community within which they're able to live their faith but you leave that and where where do you go on the parish level yes there's many opportunities for young adults to get involved but there's something unique about the mission of YCP that extends it across the diocese, across parishes, that brings young professionals together to say, to engage in conversations about how can we work in witness for Christ, that being the the mission of the organization. Working in witness for Christ, what are ways that we can integrate our, our faith into our work? And I do think it's such an important, um, it, it's, a, it's a challenge within our church. And I think YCP in so many ways is addressing that, that challenge and that need. What are the types of programs or programming that the organization does to, to reach out to young Catholic professionals? So the three aspects of young Catholic professionals are um, brought to life in a few different events. Primarily the focus is an executive speaker series that is typically on a monthly basis. So each chapter will host a local or sometimes it's a national speaker who will share their story, share tangible ways for those in the audience to live their faith and within the workplace. Um, the second is networking happy hours. So how can we build community um, in a, in a little less formal setting. And I think there's a lot to be said for the importance of that, for being a little more laid back and, and spending time with peers where uh, you can um, just engage in, in conversations that are uh, meaningful. And then uh, there's a membership component to, to YCP. So we have panel discussions um, a couple times a year and um, those bring two to three professionals to engage on a specific topic in a dialogue. And then the final component is uh, biannual retreats that each chapter puts on, um, typically in the spring and then uh, during the Advent season as well. You mentioned a minute ago about the the challenges about being a a young professional Catholic. Um, I think it's probably safe to say that few, if any, young Catholic professionals in this country today are going to be martyred for their faith. There certainly are plenty of martyrs around the world, uh, even today. Uh, But but there are serious challenges. So what would you uh, say or how would you list the the biggest challenges today about being a Catholic, uh, a young Catholic professional? I think our culture today makes does make it uh, present a lot of challenges for for young Catholics and the, the key in and how YCP is responding to that is is thinking of ways that we can respond to that and one simple way is is how you go about um, go about your work and engaging with peers in the workplace. I think simple things about um, how you approach a project 
and the effort that you devote to it, how you engage with your coworkers and your colleagues and treat them charitably on a regular basis. These are things that you can model that incite curiosity in others. And ultimately, it is a, a way to evangelize, to encourage others to ask, why does this individual live the way they do? Why do they treat others the way they do? Why do they work the way that they do? And I think that's a really unique way that young professionals can bring their faith to the workplace, even if you're in a secular role um, and you're not speaking about your faith. That is such an important aspect of um, of integrating your, your faith with your work. And much of what uh, I think Jose Maria Escriva um, writes a lot about this in, in the way and, and his philosophy toward, toward work. Um, because our faith at the end of the day, it's not, I think I heard someone say, it's not a hat that you put on when you leave out the door and then a hat that you take off once you you get back home. It's it's something that really should be fully integrated to everything that we do. And even though there is absolutely societal pressure um, for maybe even ethically sometimes at work, um, challenges that would run contrary to our faith, how can you discern and make decisions through the lens of faith I think that's really, really important to use. Again, I'm going back to Ignatius, but um, who really, really did speak and emphasize a discernment process in, in big decisions. If we can make workplace decisions through the lens of faith, I think there's an incredible amount of just positive um, results that can happen as a result of that. I think one of the... Um larger in our sort of dominant American culture, the assumption is that you have to, specifically in the workplace, but in other areas like in the voting booth, that you have to separate out your religious beliefs and then your your professional world. So you can do whatever you want on Sunday morning, but Monday through Friday, you, you have to keep your religious or your philosophy out of of the professional sphere. Do you get a sense that young Catholics want to bring their Catholicism into the workplace? Or do you feel that most Catholics have actually bought into that, that, that larger um, uh, um, uh, cultural assumption? I think so many young Catholics want to know more ways that they can actively live their faith at work. And that's, again, the, the need that YCP is trying to address. I was in Dallas uh, a couple months ago for the national conference that YCP hosts and individuals had flown in from cities across the country where chapters didn't even exist because they were encountering challenges within their own workplace and wanted to engage in conversations about how to potentially respond to those, especially in workplaces that are secular, that um, don't share maybe an individual's values that run contrary to those, it, it, it becomes challenging to um, to really view work as that opportunity to live your faith. Um, oh, Are there some, um, either you personally or does YCP have recommendations for Catholics about how they can do that, can bring their Catholicism to the workplace? I mean, for example, one could say, well, just, you know, bring a rosary and put that on your, in your cubicle. That will show a, 
<clears throat> you know, your workers or your colleagues around you that, that this is important to you and that they can approach you. Others would say, well, that's just far too aggressive, right? That's a very blatant Catholic symbol and that should not be in the workplace. So are there <clears throat> some skills or some, some uh, pieces of advice uh, that you would have about how Catholics can do that without being overly aggressive while at the same time standing up and saying, this is who I am, this is what I believe, and I think it's true, it's good and beautiful, and because you're my colleague, I, I want to share this with you because I think uh, you would you would find it true, good, and beautiful as well. I think there's lots of small opportunities to do that. I think, like you mentioned, having something on your desk, something tangible is actually, as long as it's not something that's in your face, but that is visible when someone walks by, it is a reminder. It maybe will incite a conversation. That could be a rosary. That could be a religious statue. Um, I even have a, a couple things on my keychain. They're tiny saints. So uh, Pier Giorgio Frassati um, is one, Mother Teresa. Just little things that maybe when left out incite curiosity. The second thing is, I think in in conversations, there are opportunities to to respond to certain things and not mention your faith, but I think when appropriate, you can clarify a position on something and say, I, I actually am Catholic, and this is what I believe, and um, that's why I wanted to share this perspective with you. And that's that's sensing the right time and place to do that. Um, but but I have heard stories of of individuals in the workplace simply by having things uh, out on their desk, maybe it's praying before a meal, um, certain actions that do model that you are Catholic and people come to know that. And then simply by the way that you do your work and that you treat people, I think opportunities will present themselves for you to engage in conversations. And then beyond that, potentially extend invitations. So, evangelization through invitation for somebody to learn more who might be curious. Let's take it from the other side of the coin. Now let's, instead of being an employee, let's talk about employers. Um, you know, if, if, if you could sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe someday you you want to create your own business. If you could sort of, uh, magically create some sort of ideal employer that on the one hand, you know, um, follows the, uh, you know, the basic capitalist principles, um, while at the same time, uh, either holding specifically to a, a particular Catholic view or just allowing uh, the discourse about religion among your employees, what would you like to see or what would you do, I guess I should say, if you were an employer about how would you encourage such things, discussions or or articulations of one's belief system in the workplace? Wow, that is a great <laughs> question. And obviously I'm not there yet, but like you said, I just or just being a, a Catholic leader, mm-hmm. um, and maybe it is in a business setting, but um, you know, I, I coach sports, and I see, I think about that as well. How do you cultivate a, a culture that is authentically Catholic, but that encourages people to grow um, as you lead them? From a business setting, I, I think the importance of culture cannot be understated, and. Everyone's going to be doing it differently, but I think where are opportunities to, um, if, if it is a Catholic business, is that the direction of your question? Sure, yeah. It, to, to celebrate a sacrament together, um, mm. to read a book or engage with um, just something that's 
intellectually um intellectually catholic i guess um and as a community um talk about that um service and charity being a huge component um of i think what what is an authentically catholic workplace how are we using our resources our gifts and our talents to help our local community and maybe sometimes that extends beyond the local community on a, on a national level but a, a giving back component um and just a, a fairness and an equity i think surrounding um pay and, and benefits and um allowing individuals and in and their families to live a whole full um, life and having a work-life balance. Um, I, I think many workplaces are identifying that there are positive aspects to working remotely, positive aspects to having a flex schedule where maybe you do have to leave and attend to a family matter, but you um, are ensuring that your work is getting done or you're making up those hours accordingly. I think that's really important to to view and to identify opportunities to allow individuals to properly prioritize their faith, their family, and their friends. I circle back to the very first YCP event that I attended in Dallas, and this was, I guess, 2012 or 2013, and the speaker was Jim Maroney. He, at the time, I think was the CEO of the Dallas Morning News, and he used an analogy of we're all juggling balls, but some of them are made of glass and some of them are rubber. So our goal is not to drop the ones made of glass. And for him, it was the faith, family, and friends components work being um, uh, not unimportant, but those other three things certainly taking priority. And I think it's really important when developing a workplace to have those priorities in mind. If you were a, a, a Catholic employer and you wanted to turn to any uh, other models out there about how you could run your business, can you think of any? I mean, the only ones that I can think of, uh, and they're not, I mean, they're Protestant, they're not Catholic, which would be, you know, the classic Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A. Um, I actually worked for Hobby Lobby for a little while when I was in college. Um, uh, but again, those aren't even Catholic. So, are there are there any models out there about how to be a? I mean, maybe I'm sure there are some small, you know, five, ten mom and pop uh, employer, you know, five or ten employer employees. But in terms of a, a larger, medium size or a larger size company, can you think of any um, models out there? Because I, I can't, and I mean that's kind of sad if I think about it. That's a great. Qu- I'd love to do some research into that because. Maybe it is a company where the owner is is Catholic, but it's mm-hmm. a, you know, the service or the product is is unrelated. It's not faith related. Right. But how are they, like you said, as, as a Catholic business owner or leader, how are they cultivating a, an authentically Catholic culture mm-hmm. within the workplace? And I think that's. I think you just found the topic for your next book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or a, maybe another a future speaker can can speak to that. I would be really, really interested in that. Um, YCP on a national level, I'm sure, has has some ideas of uh, companies that are, are cultivating those cultures. So um, none that come to mind off the top of my head. Okay. Um, so we live in Houston, and um, of course, Houston is known for being uh, an oil, oil town, oil city, um, which 
not specifically to oil, but just in general, I think raises the question of, um, not, and not necessarily oil, all oil companies run against Catholic social teaching, but just in general, um, what uh, what are some sort of ways or maybe even some book suggestions that young Catholic professionals have if if they're worried um, that their employer is acting against social teaching? I mean, um, you know, on the one hand, if 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 um, if we as employees are are only going to work for uh, companies or employers that are in harmony with Catholic social teaching, um, well, then you probably can only work for Catholic organizations, which that's just not reasonable. I mean, we have to work for non-Catholic organizations. Um, so then there is often the um, the tension between the mission of the company and the uh, the Catholic social teachings. Uh, do, you, do you or does YCP have any thoughts about this this? particular tension about what do you do when your employer maybe does not um, follow in the exact teachings that you as a Catholic would hold? I can't say that. I can obviously personally speak to that, but I know many young Catholics maybe are experiencing that challenge or thinking about, is this a company that I do feel comfortable working for? Um, when you hear people, of my, friends of yours, talk about that, what do they say? For potential ethical concerns, yeah. Um and I think when it's it's more challenging when it's maybe a larger company and it's it's not something experienced within an individual's team or managers or the the actual work that they're doing. So is there really an ethical dilemma in that? I'm not a, a theologian. I, I I can't speak to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I have heard individuals talk about that, and uh, I think. At some point, a decision maybe does need to be made. Where where are your priorities? Um, if you if you you have this on your heart, where maybe you do feel unsettled about some of the decisions your company is making, is it the right place for you? Um, in the meantime, though, I think regardless of what your company does, there's always on a daily basis the opportunity and to to be integrating your faith in your work. Um, I think it was St. Therese of Lisieux who maybe said, to love the O Jesus I have but today, just being a, a reminder prayer. And that's always helped me just refocus sometimes um, and take things on a, a daily basis. Um, I, there are resources, I think, for individuals to, to help with that discernment process. Um I know Jen gave me one that that was a great book about specifically for Catholic business leaders. Um, here are potential dilemmas and here are the things that you should be thinking through when determining if um, an organization or a project is something that you do want to be a part of. Like I said earlier, I think as long as we're viewing decisions and actions we make at work through the lens of faith, I think that ultimately we'll end up on the, the right path. Uh, you just mentioned the little flower a moment ago. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. St. Joseph is the patron of YCP. Is that correct? That's correct. Why, why, why Joseph out of all this? Yeah, that, particularly mm-hmm. St. Joseph the worker. Mm-hmm. Um, just being a tremendous role model for, for how to integrate faith and work and then also his role within the Holy Family and getting his priorities right. 
Um, I think Joseph is a, just a tremendous model for that. And, um, you know, a biblical figure who, um, even in our culture today, even in the 21st century, is is someone from whom I think we can all draw strength and encouragement and inspiration because of the effort and the emphasis and the holiness that he saw in his work. I think, um, you know, every event we pray a prayer to St. Joseph the Worker. Um, you know, teach me to work as you did, Christ, um, is is emphasized in that. Um, and that was such a core aspect of his life, and um, that's why he's he's our patron for YCP. Finally, uh, if anybody out there is interested in uh, getting to know more about uh, YCP, um, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, so social media, Facebook and Instagram are our primary two channels. So YCP Houston uh, is the uh, account for both, and then YCPHouston.org also has all of our events and an opportunity to sign up for our mailing list if you are interested in getting our uh, reminder emails. And then we also send out a, a monthly newsletter, which is kind of a collection of resources, uh, blog, and goings-on within the archdiocese uh, on a young adult level. Kyle, thank you very much for joining me. Good luck with the uh, upcoming program. Thanks so much for having us, Steve.